Sarah, for the last time, would yes. you count me down, um, please? Okay. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Afterlife. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, and we got one today. <laughs> That's right, guys. We're on episode number 37 here, and uh, this is a big night for us here at Afterlife. Uh, so let's just get into the introductions with uh, with us. Tonight is my co-host, Mike. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, Wade. Not bad. It's going to be a great, great night for us. Yes, sir, it is. Kaylin, how you doing? I'm great. Good, good. And Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. It's good to have y'all here this week. And, uh, well, are you guys ready? First of all, are you guys ready for tonight? Yes. yes. No. I mean, yes. <laughs> oh, Sarah, she's the <laughs> odd one out. I love it. All right, guys. And now our guest, he makes his entrance with one team's title, two singles titles on his resume. He's a Collider host and a regular on Sports Talk, Collider Movie Talk, Pro Wrestling Sheet, The Deep Cut, and Collider Movie Bag. He's the founder of the Five Horsemen and one half of the current Schmodown team, Founding Fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the outlaw, John Roca. Are you ready, sir? I am more than ready. Let's get this on. I'm excited. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for being here. Uh, welcome to the show. And my first question for you is, um, speaking of the of the outlaw, westerns, it's a great genre. I, I grew up with my folks, especially my dad. I was raised in Texas, um, so that might have something to do with it. But it's a great genre, but not a very popular one. Um, I was just wondering where your love of westerns came from. I think growing up, uh, you know, I'm a first generation American. My son, my brother, my uh, family, uh, you know, my parents are immigrants from Bolivia. So for me, it was like the 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 genre that most spoke to me about America. Like what it felt very in, it encapsulated this frontier spirit, this like fighting against the odds, this being the underdog, all that kind of stuff, finding heroism in the everyday actions of people who are either defending a town or standing alone by themselves against the villains at the end, uh, or falling in with a lot of, uh, of fellow mercenaries so they can uh, go on a mission. You know, There was just something about it that was uniquely American and individualistic uh, that I just loved about it, and independent that I just loved about it. And they had some of the best heroes and some of the most regular people. And I think growing up in Virginia, being surrounded by the South itself, uh, I think, really kind of influenced that as well. If you had to choose uh, a Western marathon, a good sunny or a, a good Saturday, rather, mar- marathon uh, between, um, say, John Wayne movies or Clint Eastwood movies, which would you pick? You know, that's a great choice. I'd have to go John Wayne. I think Clint Eastwood, I think Clint Eastwood has some really good movies, obviously, but I'm constantly drawn back. To John Wayne. And I think because when I first started falling in love with Westerns, I kind of dismissed his Westerns as populist stuff that, you know, people could just, uh, people just like kind of enjoyed for whatever reason. And then I watched The Searchers. Uh, and when I watched The Searchers, that kind of opened this door to me to John Wayne that I didn't know existed. And then I just kind of go back to his uh, films, Rio Bravo, Red River, 
even the Cowboys, where he dies at the end, near the end, mm-hmm. like all of those John Wayne films, just because I think honestly, and, and people don't know this, his first name was Marion. Like he he was a guy that kind of oh. built himself out of something. It was like boy named Sue, that kind of stuff. And I like the fact <laughs> that he became this rough and tumble guy and this hero and. You know, you know, and he was a, a. You could tell that this guy had a real vulnerability to him, and a sensitive sensitivity to him underneath all the bluster and the uh, uh, cowboy strength of his. Yeah, for sure. I had a follow up about that. Um, did you watch a lot of westerns with your family, or was this something that you discovered on your own? No, it's something I discovered on my own. Honestly, my dad wasn't into westerns too much. My dad liked gangster films, so oh, we would wow. watch Godfather and Scarface and uh, anything gangster films we would watch, but Westerns were solely completely mine. And I think that's also why I fell in with martial arts films. The same, their same kind of vibe to them. And then both those films kind of led me into Kurosawa, which is really my favorite director bar none. And so um, there's just a combo of influences that kind of just kept me going and watching. And I feel like you can enjoy Westerns as an individual because they're such individual, individualistic, independent films that you can just kind of lose yourself. You don't need to be watching it with other people. You can go on the journey with them. That is a really interesting take. I hadn't really thought about it like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I know Sarah definitely had a question. She was wanting to get in here for you. Okay. Okay. So my question was right now you're currently working at Collider and I just wanted to know uh, what Collider show do you enjoy doing the most, whether it's as the host or as a recurring guest on? Oh, listen, the, the, I, I love being on everything, but the favorite, my favorite thing I do is hosting Collider Sports Time. That's my favorite thing. Like, I love sports so much, and talking and having Makuga and Nost or Ellis or Jay or Winston. Because I'm going to tell you this honest truth about Los Angeles. Not a lot of sports fans out here. There's a lot of Dodgers fans. There's a lot of Lakers fans. There's not a lot of sports fans where I can, like, jump from sport to sport and speak knowledgeably with people about. So mm. sports time is, is my, is my favorite thing to host, but what's kind of coming up second, obviously is the deep, look, the deep cut is, is something that's very special. It's my baby. So mm. I, I'm, I feel that very, so I love doing that, but hosting movie talk when, uh, you know, Perry's out at a junket or Perry, like this week when she's uh, running the New York city marathon, it's fun to host movie talk. I think the confidence of hosting sports time has made movie talk an even funner uh, thing for me to host or more fun. Do you think it's better having movie talk in the morning time? I think a longer movie talk is always better. Uh, and oh, so yeah, I like it. Sure. I like it in the morning time because like we're, everything is breaking from the night before and we can talk about it all and anything that breaks throughout the day, it's not stale by the time we get to it the next morning. So I think it works out overall for us to do it in the morning. And I think people are more awake and alive mm. when we're doing it at 9 a.m., which is 12 o'clock you know, Eastern time, to hear what we've got to say. So obviously all know you from the Schmodown. So <laughs> I have a question. Sure. Do you think that you perform better when you are at a live event in front of a live crowd or when y'all record them in the studio? Oh, I think I perform better at a live event, uh, hands down. Really? Awesome. Uh, I love feeding off the crowd. Um, and I think I'm good with a crowd in situations like that. Oh, for sure. Um, the the free-for-all notwithstanding, because that's technically my only loss at a live event, I think. And so if I can even call that a loss. Um, <laughs> but I perform well at live events. I just like it. 
I like the vibe of it. I feel at home on the stage because having been an actor already, um, all of it. Plus, it's the closest I'll get to professional wrestling without being in professional wrestling. So it just clicks all, <laughs> it checks all the boxes for me personally. Probably less likely to get like a broken bone or something. Than, <laughs> uh, professional wrestling. Right. I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, uh, just stay out of Texas and you'll be all right. <laughs> or, stay out of, or stay out of Andrew Guy's way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that you're a part of podcasts and top 10 is definitely one of the best out there. How did you get, the top 10 podcast going with Matt Nost. Um, well, there was, it was a uh, Christian and Mark Ellis who put us together. I think Christian had had, a, had an idea for a top 10 podcast. And then uh, he was looking for something to put me on. Um, and there was like, I was originally going to be on DC movie news or the Marvel one that he had done that I think Koi did for a long time at after buzz. And I just didn't like the fact that it was limiting. Like it was only DC movie news or only Marvel movies and they couldn't cross over. So he pitched another one to me and that's when he pitched the top 10. I said, Oh, the top 10 sounds interesting. That means like that's, that can lead to a lot of debates, a lot of arguments, fans can get upset or like the fact <laughs> that we're liking stuff. Uh, mm. And also there's a wide range. There's all the movies to choose from. And so that I like that idea. Uh, then they told me that Matt Nost was uh, who they had talked to about hosting it. And I think a couple other people had been in play for Matt to host it with, but it didn't quite work out in terms of chemistry or timing. And then they kind of uh, put us together at a, I remember at a coffee bean at the Grove, we met for the first time. And then we met alone because we met that we met for the first time with Mark and Christian there. And then we met alone at a diner downtown in LA and then from there, we felt like we had the right chemistry to start the show. And so hmm. when we came up with the, listen, Christian just wanted us to count a top 10 show and have the t list already made before we started recording the show. That's what his ideas was. But Matt and I had our own ideas about how we wanted to do the show. Once again, this idea of being independent, individualistic, Matt and I kind of started having our own conversations about how we want. And so we built the show. Like, Christian brought us together and, and Mark Ellis brought us together, but Matt and I built the show and created the idea that we would not tell each other about our lists, that we come together and then combine our lists at the end. Christian didn't like that idea because like, nobody's going to listen to you guys for an hour and a half talk about movies. But oh we just God. felt, mm, we just yeah. felt like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he, he says. It's not, podcasts aren't that long. They're not supposed to be that long. And, and Matt and I were just so, we were so stubborn and we really were so stubborn. And we were just like, no, we know this works. And if it sinks like a stone, then great, you'll be right. But let us do it our way because we're not going to feel comfortable doing it the way you want to do it. But Christian deserves credit for bringing us together. Absolutely. But we built the show. Okay, Is there uh, anything in this industry that Christian didn't have a hand in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, all my other podcasts, he didn't have a hand. <laughs> yeah. but, but I give him all credit because Christian's the one that got me into this business and into this industry. He, you know, he had really helped me. I did not know that this existed. Honestly, he, this was five years ago. He just was like, do you want to come on and do be a guest on this podcast for Star Wars and on uh, Geek Nation? And I was like, sure. And I went and I was a guest every couple of months. And then he said, I'm stepping away from it. Do you want to take over as co-host with Tiffany Smith? And so like, that's what started it was Christian walking me into it. 
And he was helping me through a breakup by giving me something to take my mind off things and focus on. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've spoken about that terrible breakup, but like he mm -hmm. really helped me at, at a time in my life when I really needed it. And uh, that's what started. So I just took the ball and ran. Christian just gave me the ball and I'll always give him credit for that. Awesome. Nice, nice. Uh, but there's murmurings of the top 10 show coming back to Collider. Can you tell us the listeners <laughs> about that in full detail? That's more than murmurings. It's official. Yeah, we uh, as we're recording, I don't know when you guys are dropping this, but like we we start on Tuesday, November 5th. We're back on Collider officially as awesome. first the first uh, episode. This is how we're going to work things. We're going to drop the audio uh, on that to every Tuesday. We're going to drop our audio. And for those who are already who are, might be listening, who are already subscribed to our already. You don't have to do anything. The audio is going to come right still to you. No problem. But the video component we're adding now, so we're going to be on camera doing it in the podcast booth. All right. Uh, and we'll and for the those people who are patrons, they will get the video that day that we drop the episode. For those who are not patrons, a week later, Collider will drop the video of the episode on uh, one of the feeds there on the Collider channel, one of the video channels. Hmm. And so you'll be able to watch us do the show on camera a, a week later. But if you're a patron, you get the cam on camera show that day that it drops. So that's how we're doing it. Awesome. That's and awesome. no, no limits, no restrictions, unfiltered. We're recording near Ooh. the end of the day. So we get to go as long as we want to go. Uh, and we can cuss, we can not cuss. We can talk about <laughs> off color stuff, blue stuff. We can talk about our sexual experiences. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about, <laughs> which is what, which is what, you know, people are drunken experiences, what people were, uh, upset about on the previous iteration of the video of the show on camera when we had it at the old Collider Studios, they felt that the show had been neutered a bit. Well, this there's no neutering going on here. We're whipping mm. it all out. Have <laughs> nice. the two of you ever thought about doing a podcast where you don't even talk about movies, where y'all just talk? Because I sometimes find myself so enthralled in that part that yeah, I agree. <laughs> that when y'all start talking about like a topic, I'm like, oh yeah, there was like a point here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so interested in the stories and the whatever's going on in your life. I think Matt and I have pretty much uh, accepted that the tangents are why people really listen to our show. And what we have a basic construction of the show, which is doing those top 10 things about or top 10 lists about movies. So, yeah, I think we like our, our this episode we just recorded is an hour and 50 minutes. And we just ha had old school conversations uh, before we even started counting down our list. Um, but what's great is the show, even within the counting down of the lists, we go into these separate stories that are connected to these mm -hmm. movies in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, listen, I've tried to pitch Matt on us creating a serious XM show, and I think mm -hmm. we'd be great at it. Oh, we wouldn't yeah. have to worry about we oh, would yeah. just sit and talk for three hours a day about shit. But Matt doesn't like to have that kind of structure. So at this point, mm. until he sees <laughs> until he sees the money or a deal, I don't right. think he's gonna want to be about it. So, hmm. so what does Matt do? Uh, well, oh my god! Because I hear him talk about like work and things, but never anything yeah. specific. I'm like, what is he doing? Does he like work for the mob or something? Like, I don't know what <laughs> oh he's God doing. Gosh. I doubt Matt that. Does, I, Matt does. I he doesn't have a regular job. Matt does a lot of things, uh, you know, around town, and he works as as he sees fit. And of course, he helps his uh, wife run the pizzeria that they run, and they uh, have been very good with money. 
So Matt has invented, they just bought a house and which is not easy to do in LA. Yeah. And they are like, and they're renting out the two units and living in the back unit and the two units being rented out uh, do more than pay for their mortgage. So they don't even Mm. pay rent. So they've, yeah, they're very smart. Yeah. I wish I was that smart with money. So uh, I have to work a job. So Matt gets way more credit for not having a job. I just so, yeah, kept wondering, like, I know he does stuff with Collider, but he, he yeah, didn't seem to be like a freelancer who hopped from thing to thing like a lot of um, personalities mm-hmm. are. So no, I always Matt's just wondered picky. what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, That's what it is. Matt's, Matt's very picky. He'll, he goes on to what he wants to go on to. He loves to host and drop in dimes, but he never calls producers up and go, I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. Matt's not, that's not Matt's thing. It never has been. It was a... Mm-hmm. When we first started doing top 10, it was a bone of contention between us because I was like, I'm going on all these shows to promote our fucking podcast. You're not doing anything. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, I'm responding to the fans. I go, you're barely on social media. <laughs> but it was, it was a big old battle at the beginning. And I, Matt and I had a number of battles. As you guys might not know this, but we, we fought a few times as we were doing the show and creating the show and building the show. Um, but to Matt's credit, when he feels I'm right, he, you know, goes, I get it. You're absolutely right. I, I just misunderstood the situation. And I hate battling with Matt because I, I like Matt so much. I hate us fighting. But, like, we're just two alphas in a room sometimes. And so it's going to eventually lead to some disagreements at times. But we always make it work. And hmm. I think I think doing the live shows has been a big motivation for both of us, getting the chance to do the live shows uh, and travel around. That's one of the big reasons why we jump back onto colliders. We want to kind of – um, build up our fan base even more in other areas of the world and other areas of the country mm. and see if we can start doing a, one live show every month, 12 months a year. So that's mm. kind of a, an, a goal of ours uh, for the top 10. Cause I think we're even better live. I think we're even better live as, as a show. Well, I know you guys did a live show in London, uh, but did. I was wondering like where else in Europe would you guys like to go Either for uh, like live show or just visit. Yeah, I, yeah, we're both fans of France and Italy. I think we both love to do a show, mm-hmm. do shows there. I think w- one of our biggest goals is to do a show in Australia, a live oh. show in Australia. Mm. That would be amazingly yeah. fun. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who reached out to us uh, from Australia who are interested in making it happen as well. So that's in play. I think Ireland would be fun. Scotland would be fun. Russia mm-hmm. would be everything if we could get out of there without – anything happening yeah uh, <laughs> i'd love to do a J- japanese top like in japan a tokyo in tokyo Ooh. if we could get to tokyo that'd be incredible too. there you go but right now we're going for a lot of fun right we're negotiating right now to come back to london at the 400 seat theater so that's we're, we're upping ourselves to the, the to the bigger hall we're going to try to make that happen we're in we've definitely got a date for houston next year and then toronto after that so it's building step by step well i know this isn't quite as like uh fun and adventurous as london but new orleans is pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) tell you what if you get 250 to 300 people committed to to come to a new orleans live event we'll do it that won't even be a problem Hey, she's Uh, she's a college uh math teacher so maybe she could just get a bunch of college kids to go right on make it part of their curriculum Oh hey, there you go. Extra easy breath. A. Just put out the word easy A if you guys just come to this awesome show. Could you I'm do a top ten movies about math? 
<laughs> I think I, I think absolutely. There are more than ten what? movies about math. Yeah, a that beautiful is true. mind. Um, yeah, beautiful there you mind. Go. Um, Mm, that's movies. where my list ends. Good <laughs> question. Is, can you do a top ten movies about that? I don't think no. so. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, imitation game counts. Yes, really, really oh, right? I love that movie. Say that. Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. It, ta- I mean, hey, it takes two to make a thing go right. Isn't is? Oh, that's a song. Never mind. As soon as I said it, the song kicked in my head, and I'm like, it takes two, it takes two, it takes two to make a thing go, and I'm like, okay, never mind, I huge there is a There is a um, a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie called It Takes Two, but I don't think there's any math in it. (laughs) Well, that's the the number two. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god. So, back to Schmodown. We only barely touched on it. Um, who are you dying to play against? Oh, that's a good question. Dying to play against Snyder. I got to beat him one more time. Oh, I got to beat him before I retire. Yeah. The fact that he holds that over my head drives me insane. Because <laughs> um, I can oh, beat him. Man. That's no problem. I just have gotten this been weird shit that happens every time we play each other. Um, I've beaten just about everybody that I've played. Uh, who hasn't retired? Mm. Um, and so those are the, there are missing matches between me and Rachel, me and Clark. Uh, I'd love to beat. I'd love to play Sam because that, that's oh, the yeah. one. That's that's a loss that sticks in my craw because that was one letter away from him losing, and I can't. And it created this whole juggernaut. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just because I didn't beat him in the tournament that year. I don't think we have Sam Labine double belted. If I don't, if I don't, mm. uh, if I beat him in the tournament that year, so it, it just that's the one that sticks in my craw. And I'd like to play Ethan again. Ethan is is my white whale. Like I, I, he is <laughs> like I'm driven to beat him because I don't like how I went out like a bitch in the Schmodown Spectacular and gave him the title. And that's how I feel like I went out. That's my personal description mm. of myself that day. So, but I always love playing Bibs. Bibs is always fun to play. With the changes in the draft and everything like that uh, this yeah. next season, which is going to be awesome, just just the draft alone is going to be awesome. Um, other than Dagnino, because I don't want to put you in any uh, any potential rough position with him, but other than huh. Dagnino, um, is there who would you want to pick to draft you in the in the draft? Well, I think there's a lot of choices that are in, that are very intriguing to me. I think Rachel would be an incredible manager to be under. I think I would learn so much. I think it, I, it, this should scare anyone who hates me as a player. I would get even better as a player with Rachel as my manager. I'd be even scarier. And mm. um, I think Emma Fife is uh, an underrated manager. Emma built that Fife club and really got them all together to study together. They would mm. borrow the um, they would borrow the buzzers and take them home and quiz each other oh. in speed rounds. Like, it was really serious, the stuff the Five Club did. And I was always envious of the fact that they did that. Because the horsemen do that. We're such independent people that we don't mm. study. We rarely study. We just have our own rhythms and how we study and just trust we'll show up on the day and do our thing. Um, I think Kaiser would be a fantastic manager for me. I, 
got to know him in Orlando a little bit more. We were sitting at the gate, just having conversation. And I just, I like his vibe. He's a good dude. And I think we'd have a lot of fun. I think if he managed me and Smets, holy mackerel, those promos would be, would be off the charts. Smets and I, in me in the dungeon. Oh my God. Say goodnight. That would be just fantastic. Wow. Yeah, but not Jay, because Jay thinks he's better at promos than me, and that would be a problem with him. (laughs) I'm so much better than him at promos. Oh, Oh, my God. Who was the best guest on any shows or podcasts you ever had? Ooh, damn. Um, That's a great question. Um, But what do you mean? uh, How can I – let me pin you down. What do you mean by best? Like – most fun, okay. more informative. It, either way, either you had a good time with the person, yet very informational, you know, just a good vibe with that person. I think one of our best top 10 shows we ever did was with Wayne Fetterman when we did the top 10 70s movies. Wayne is such a funny, funny guy and someone I've watched for years on TV shows and variety shows. And to have him be on the top 10 with us, that was one of the most enjoyable episodes that I've ever done with a guest. Um, I think interviewing Frank Grillo on the deep cut was, was fucking awesome for me. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously just not on our podcast, but just in reading the rock, that just was everything to me. And one of my great experiences. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, oh man. Yeah. But I would, but low key, I would say one of my favorite interviews was Leslie Manville on the deep cut. Like this is a, a, a British actress of renown who has worked in some of the greatest theaters in London and Britain. And here she is sitting in the podcast room at Collider, giving me an hour of her time and mm. just being nuts, not snooty at all and a full on lady and getting to just talk about acting with her and talk about her experiences and talk about uh, her career. It was a, a fantastic, fantastic interview, but uh, the le- most recent one, too, the Alex Wolf one. I thought we had a really great time, Alex Wolf. And I, I like him a lot, him and his brother, Nat. I just have a really good vibe off those two guys, and I'm, I'm very grateful that I've gotten to know them through doing the show, The Deep Cut. So. You mentioned a, a British actress. Are you a, an Anglo Ang- – what, what's that word? Anglophile? Yeah, massive Anglophile. So is my, is my girlfriend is an ma- even bigger Anglophile than I am. So, like, that's one of the big connecting pieces we have between each other. Uh, is this uh, love for British television and British films. And mm. uh, I mean, I think we both have a desire to move there and maybe spend the rest of our lives in England. And so just it's a matter of how, how we can make that happen down the road. Um, but like we're both just big fans of um, British uh, movies and television and everything like that. So, yeah. And I've been that way since I was a kid, like, I remember being 10 years old watching Shakespeare on PBS and my dad coming in, you know, who's an old school Latino from Bolivia being like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, just like, <laughs> you know, in, in Spanish, you know, because he didn't get what he <laughs> Like I said, my dad liked those gangster films. So, but I always had an affinity for Shakespeare, for British things. And I was always watching stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I loved it. So did, did y'all get a chance to see the Downton Abbey movie? <laughs> uh, I did. In London. What'd you think? So oh, I, wow. I was in London. Yeah. Yeah. I was wow. in London for a junket or a set visit rather. And uh, they were like, I had, I stayed an extra day. And in staying that extra day, I took a break from studying for the Shmoda. And I went over to the Cineplex Odeon and saw it there in London. And I loved the movie. 
loved it. Um, mm, awesome. And it was great to, it was great to revisit those characters again. It so, was. It did it yeah. feel like just a long episode? Yeah, like basically, it felt like a Christmas episode, and I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was great. I hate it when they do like show to movie or movie to show and it just feels like a totally different vibe. So I totally dug that movie. I thought it was great. Crazy English loving people. I love Lee English too. I'll admit it. I've got a few English <laughs> friends and I just love them to death. Um, uh, I got one last question here for you, Roka. Just just a little yep. quick one before we get into a little game we're going to play with you. Um there's been a lot of talk on Collider Live, and this is a, a Collider Live after show, so definitely have to ask you a, a question about Collider Live. Um, we love it when you're on there, but we just have to know, have you ever smelled Roxy's mic, and if so, does it really stink? <laughs> Jesus, no. I don't know that I've ever had that experience. Is that a thing that we talk about? Oh, yes. my gosh. oh yeah, all the, all the time. Really? Oh, on a weekly oh. basis, she just she she, just, she gags and she can't stand the smell of the mic cover. And then oh, oh you're yeah, saying do I the microphone smell cover. the mic sometimes and I'm just like gagging. Yeah, Ross, well, can you yeah. can, oh, can you confirm? You know, Does can you smell? confirm whether or not it actually smells or if it's just Roxy? Uh I think Roxy's super sensitive to smells. That's what I would say. Uh, and and yeah. some people are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people are. I, I've been in that podcast room recording on all the mics. And I think maybe I've had one or two experiences where it's been like really the smell has been tough. And it's mostly because of coffee breath because I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, uh, so, oh. uh, yeah. So when the coffee breath is on the mic, you're just like, Oof. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, Christian Harlow. But like sometimes you can smell <laughs> – the coffee from the morning breath on the mic uh, stand or the mic uh, cover. Mm. So yeah, uh, it happens. Can you know, we, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, could, can we expect to see you pop into the Collider Live studio in the, its newest iteration that's coming up with Christian gone? I think that'll depend on Mark Riley. Uh, I'm always down to jump in if I'm not busy working on something or recording something or writing something for the site. So I'm always down, but it depends on their subject and topics. And I'm not the kind of guy you might, my, you guys might find this hard to believe, but I'm not the kind of guy that's, Hey, can I come on? Hey, I'm available. Hey, I can do it. Hey, you know, and some mm. people are, and I respect those people. I think if I was in my twenties, I would totally be that guy, but like, I just never been built that way maybe. And I, I'm not one mm. to go like, Hey, will you have me on the show? Um, I'll occasionally ball bust or make passive aggressive shots every once in a while about coming on the show. It's just, you know, just regular banter amongst people. Oh, but, yeah, bus and balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, bus and balls, right, exactly. But I don't I don't clamor to be on all the time. But yeah. I'd love to come on more than I've been on, uh, certainly. But it's a, it's a crowded room. And when Josh leaves, I hope there'll be room for me to come on and host, or co-host, rather, on there with them uh, more. Because I, I do enjoy doing it. I'm a big fan of Darina and Roxy, and I'm very happy that they're taking over as hosts. I'm excited to see what they do with the show uh, with Riley and Alex and Cody as well. Yeah, awesome. we definitely are too. We are too. And we hope to see you in there more. Thank you. Um, Mike, uh, Mike has a game he's put together for us here. Uh, why don't you take us through it real quick, Mike? Sure. Rapid fire is a quick rapid fire answering game. We have yes or no short answer questions. We'll ask you in a matter of three minutes. And you just answer as quickly as possible without thinking. Um, so, that is very simplistic at that. Let me start the timer in three, two, one. Does pineapple go on pizza? No. 
Sweet or sour? Sweet. Cats or dogs? Oh, God. Dogs. <laughs> it's close, though. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Spring, summer, fall, or winter? Fall on the East Coast. Have you ever been arrested? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Not arrested, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pause, pause the timer. Pause the timer, please, Mike. Pausing the timer. Um, do you mind if we get... Can you expand on that by chance? Not arrested. Would you mind right. expanding on that, perhaps? I mean, arrested means you get caught, right? That's what... That's oh. all I was doing. All right. Oh. You, 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 you... Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I think we could start I, the timer back up. Or no? You can expand? I've been, held, I've been held in a precinct... But I've never been arrested. That's what I would say. Would you care to to uh, expand on why you were being held, maybe? It's it's nothing salacious or, or, you know, evil or anything like that. But, you know, there are... Uh, you can have fun when you're a teenager sometimes. And, oh, I, uh, I understand. Yeah. And being in the military in my 20s and uh, as much uh, fun mm. as we had back then. So there were moments where... You know, you got the talking to in the in the MP's office. So yeah, mm. I've been arrested a few times, so I know what it's like, man. Uh, stuff a happens. Few when times. You're young. Okay. All right. Okay. Go, ahead. Go on, Mike. I'm sorry about. I had I had I had an opportunity. I had to expand. I had to something. <laughs> it's fine, man. It's fine. I'll resume the timer now. Have you been in a fight? Yeah. How many of them did you win? Most. <laughs> Most love it. <laughs> uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Do you snore in your sleep? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sadly, so. Uh, what annoys you? Crowded rooms. Hmm. Mm. Um, and talking during movies. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I mean, I, you... I kill a I kill a motherfucker for talking in a movie. Really oh, oh yes, that's a sound bite right there. I'll have to send that yeah. into Cody. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. Uh, bacon or sex? <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> because what kind of bacon, and oh. who am I having sex with? That matters. Um. That's the, up to you, the right? The best bacon you've ever had versus the best sex you've ever had. There you go. Oh, sex, sex, uh, bar <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I can always, I can always think of the taste of bacon while I'm having sex. I can't <laughs> <think of> <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you could intertwine the two in some very creative and fun way. <laughs> I could have sex with bacon. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, um, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? 80, uh, 80, 80 batches of wood. Something like that. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, yes or no to oatmeal raisin cookies? Yes. Ugh. Mm. Oh. I, I like them. Beer, um, wine, or like cocktail? Wait, 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 wait. Yes or no oatmeal raisin cookies? I'm sorry. No to oatmeal raisin cookies. Yes to oatmeal, beer, wine, or cocktail. Uh, stout beer usually, mm. but if I do a cocktail, it's bourbon and diet coke. Mm. That's as close as I get to a cocktail. Uh, Costco or Walmart? 
Oh, shit, shit. Costco every time. <laughs> Walmart scares me. Uh, yeah. um, one final one here for you to end it off here. Who's funnier after a few drinks, Christian or Ellis? Mm. Damn. I think Ellis is funnier after a few drinks. Um, Christian is funnier after I have a few drinks. <laughs> wow. Such a great answer. There you go. Wow. I love it. Great um, way to end it off. Yeah. And with that, folks, um, the, John Roca, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you here, and you are welcome back anytime you'd like to come back. Thank you all so much. This this has been a blast. Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Sarah. I, this was so much fun and a great way to end my Friday before I head on home. So thank you for having me. And I'd love to come back on whenever you want me. Excellent. Awesome. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the outlaw John Roca. Um, if you have anything you'd like to plug, go ahead and do it right now, sir. Your social media, anything at all. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's at the Roca says, if you want to listen to the stuff I do on podcasts, we have the top 10, which is now on Collider. I have the Cinephiles out there. I have the Geek Buddies, which is really my favorite new podcast I'm doing with my friends. Uh, I'm talking about nerd shit uh, that happens during the week. We have a lot of, a lot of fun. I think, that's a, I think it's a new podcast that people should give more uh, uh, listen to because we don't take anything seriously. And we have a lot of time, a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, and, uh, of course, the Deep Cut over there on Collider and uh, everything I do on Collider, like Sports Time and what have you. So go and patronize it all, my, my friends. Thank you so much. You heard it there, guys. Go and check it out. Follow Mr. Roca here. Uh, very entertaining, very generous, and nice fellow. We appreciate having you on. Um, and uh, all you listeners out there, we will be right back after a short promo break from some other Merc with a Movie blog podcasts. We will see you on the flip side. Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, we're back, everybody. Be sure to check out some of those other shows. We'll check them all out. Not some of them. Check them all out. Um, but Hell's Bells, guys, that was awesome. What do you guys have to say about that? Wow. He was great. I was so yeah, that, that was uh, good. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad yeah. we got to talk to him. Yes. Yeah, finally. I know it was awesome. Um, and, and you know, it wasn't only awesome for us personally, wasn't only awesome for you listeners. Um, but it, it was also really cool to have him on, um, for this show specifically, uh, what, when I, at the beginning, when I said, this is a big show, it's for, it, it wasn't just because we had Roka on, believe me, that is, that's the biggest reason it's a, it's mm. a big show. Um, because he's just, he's, he's a great guy and, uh, 
a hell of a Schmodown competitor and puts out some great content too. Um, but there are two other reasons this is a big episode. One, this was Christian's last week on Collider Live. And two, because this is Kaylin and I's last episode on Afterlife. Uh, we made an announcement last last week that she and I, starting next week, will be uh, hosting SEN Afterlife. So you have two after shows that you can check out, and, and it'll be great. Trust me. Um, so this is a big show, and uh, let's get into this week at Collider Live. Let's start it off a little light. Um, Roxy was Roxy was talking about a wedding she just went to, and I know Kaylin was hyped about this. Um, uh, talk about this, Kaylin, because I just I, I, weddings are great for guys for different reasons. Um, chicks <laughs> are really like into weddings for the right reasons. Um, so why don't you get us kicked off here? Wait, wait, wait. I got I'm sorry. I got to ask. Why are you guys excited about weddings besides what women are excited for? Well, to be quite honest, Sarah, because <laughs> chicks are are looking to put out at weddings because of all the emotions <laughs> and yep, stuff that's what like I thought that. This was going. And, okay. Yeah. So that that would right. be the, the honest answer. So go ahead, Kaylin. Sorry. <laughs> well, um, so he kind of set me up for failure here because he said that women are excited about weddings for all the right reasons. I actually don't get excited about weddings. Um, it, it's one mm. of my least favorite activities. <laughs> um, but really? yes, I because specifically for a couple reasons, and one of them is the idea of people making toasts. And people who are not professional speakers speaking make me very uncomfortable. Mm, um, I agree. So um, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I didn't allow speeches at my wedding. No, me no neither. Speeches, no speeches. Really? Happened. Wow. Yeah. You really? Have, you didn't have the like the maid of honor or the groomsmen do it? No. No. Really? I because wow. my maid of honor was like, I'm going to have to get like a Xanax prescription <laughs> if you're going to oh make me God. do a speech. And I'm Damn. like, I'd rather you just not. And yeah, uh, yeah, we and and I think I would have been too afraid of what his uh, Darren's. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say groom of honor. Um, yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the word? His best. I would have probably been honor. afraid of what his best man would have said. Um, mm. So, no, they were just didn't happen okay oh man well when you when you said you were afraid of what the best man might say that's i uh and i'll and i'll go ahead and i'll i still feel bad about my speech at one of my Uh i have two brothers and Uh my my middle brother brian um uh i was his best man and then um and Man, I still feel sometimes I think about my speech and I still feel bad uh, toward my sister-in-law Amy, who is a wonderful, lovely person. I love her to death. Um, but I had two speeches in mind. Uh, I had two speeches. I had one that I wanted to give that I had to give in the car on the way because I had it had cuss word in it. So I just gave that in the limo with my brother and the other groomsmen and. Uh, 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 Grooms women <laughs> and um, maids what? of honor. That's what they're called. Um, <laughs> the grooms women. Uh, but in my actual toast, I, I don't know if I was 20. So at the time, I don't know what I was thinking, but I had, I was talking about how my brother wanted to have um, 
superhero action figures on the ta- on everyone's tables at the reception as uh, as the centerpieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and these were my exact words. Oh man, I feel really bad just saying this. If you hear this, Amy, oh, just no. know that I still feel bad about this. Oh, I no. said my words, but Amy wouldn't have that. And, uh, like at the time, I didn't think about it, but afterward and over the, I mean, this was like 20 years ago, but still sometimes I think about it and I think about that whole, you know, the little girl dreaming about her perfect wedding. And then here comes her, her new husband's brother being a fucking asshole during the <laughs> toast. And I was, I feel bad about that sometimes still, but that's my personal experience with wedding toasts. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. And this is exhibit A as to why none of them happened at my wedding. So, Sarah, did anyone, like, did you have a couple planned speeches Um, or none at all? I just had my maid of honor and the best man do speeches. And we told them, like, from the beginning that I we wanted them to do speeches but they didn't have to be long like they could be and they were both like kind of nervous about it but i'm like you can just read it off your phone like it doesn't it can just be whatever like you literally don't have to say that much but they both went really well um and they were like really personal to like both of us like it was it was really sweet and they were short because i told them i'm like literally just make them like really short they don't have to be long um but I think that's the worst one. Like, I've been to weddings where they're, like, so – the speeches are so long. And I'm just like, just make them short. Like, no one really cares except for the bride and groom. <laughs> like, really? Right. Like, True. No one else really cares that much. So. And yeah. I think that's sort of the approach I took to my wedding was I wasn't going to do anything that only I would care about. So I did yes. not – I did not do assigned seating. And yeah, so many either. people were like, you're not assigning us to a seat? I'm like – no, mm-hmm. you're an adult. Sit where you want to sit. Same. Oh my gosh, people were like, "You're not giving us a signed seating." I'm like, "No, sit wherever you want. I don't care." Like, yeah, you can pick who you want to sit with. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what you did, but I got married in the same location that I had my reception. So yeah, so it made life so much easier. Nobody had to mm-hmm. move. I did an open bar. We paid for an open bar. If you can afford mm-hmm. it, it's nice awesome. because people then don't have to pay for it. Um. We, um, my dad had passed away, so we didn't do any of the first dancing stuff besides mm-hmm. our first dance. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a money dance, which was so much fun. And mm-hmm. everyone of everyone who did it, the people who enjoyed it the most were the little kids, the little girls at my wedding, my little cousins, like kept running back to their parents to get another dollar because they wanted to come dance with me again. Like it was Aww. so freaking cute. Yeah. So like. I don't know. I just, I don't like a lot of the formalities that come with weddings. Yeah, yeah um, I'm the same way. And I, I did, I did a dollar. I did a dollar in a wedding once. I did a dollar. I did a dollar dance, what? and they <laughs> kicked me out because I mean, I just, I put the dollar oh in God. her dress and the boobs cleavage, and I just. It's a dollar dance, so I folded it long ways and put it in. They kicked me out. What just happened? <laughs> I think he's imitating that story 
from Collider Live that was atrocious. Oh my god. No, I, I just thought so I, <laughs> Well, it just hit me how funny that would be if I don't know if anyone talked about this specifically, but how funny it would be if someone drunk participated in the dollar dance, walked up to the bride, folded it long ways, and shoved oh, it down sure. in her dress in the cleavage. Like, <laughs> I don't oh know. My God. Just, how fucking hilarious would that be? I would love to witness that. Oh my God, that'd be so embarrassed. But I do have to say for anyone who's listening, who's planning a wedding, do the money dance because that's the money yeah. we spent on our honeymoon. I don't yep. even, what is that? I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, really? okay. So it's where... Wow. The bride and the groom. So I held uh, the flower you put girl. Put on a magic mic strip show. No, so, no. Uh, I wish. You um, oh typically God. they pin money to your clothes, but I didn't want anything pinned to my dress because it was like chiffon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I didn't want it to get pulled, so I just held the flower girl's little basket on my arm. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to dance with Darren, you had to go pin money on him and then he danced with you for a few seconds and if you want to dance with me you had to put money in my little basket so um everyone so i like most people at not most people but a ton of people at the wedding end up dancing with you for you know like 30 seconds or something and but you collect all this money and then that's the money we spent on our honeymoon um so it's a lot of fun yes like do a money dance i know it seems weird because you're like Y'all already bought me presents, but now give yeah, me yeah. <laughs> give me <But> more money. <laughs> it's See, great. You guys, you guys have seen Sarah's last name, right? I'm not going to give it away on the show because you know respect her, Surprise. but you've seen her last name, right? Yeah, it's like twelve miles How long, long. It is? Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, it's quite an Italian name. So yes. Sarah's sitting there going, uh, "What's the dollar dance?" Because normally, just everybody hands us <laughs> an envelope full of full of hundred dollar bills and shit. So what, what's That's this not dollar true. dance? <laughs> I'm just kidding, I, guys. Real quick, I was so stoked the other day after we recorded <laughs> "Go Get That Rose." Uh, we were shooting the shit, and I was like. I was like, oh, 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 like, I forgot, like, I know how to pronounce your, your, married, <laughs> your, your married name, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I got it, you know, and I busted out, and I was nowhere fucking close. No. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's it was okay. it was a really exciting moment for me that turned out to be not so exciting. So, yeah. well, we'll have to uh, all practice after we turn this off. That's nah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we may be there a while. It's fine, guys. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's long. Um, that's okay. Nobody could pronounce my maiden name, and it was very short. So, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So. <laughs> Did we all watch the Mandalorian trailer? Yes. Yes. Okay. How do we feel? Uh, Mike, what what do you think of this trailer? Because I know you're a Star Wars guy, but you're more so a Star Trek guy. Um, So what did this do? Did this do anything for you? What do you think of this? Is that true? (laughs) What? 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 Yeah, I know. We're we're done with the wedding talk now. (laughs) No, I'm talking about the Mandalorian trailer. Oh. But... But, See, here's the thing. I'm a casual fan at most, and I'm not getting Disney Plus at all. Oh, what? really? Really? Yeah. Michael, why? <laughs> wow, somebody's in my wow. my mother 
Girls be my Michael. What the hell, Caitlin? What's funny is, for all we know, that it's not Mike is not short for Michael. Your actual name is Mike. But, dude, she just called you out like you are in Michael. trouble, dude. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. It's just like, yeah, I didn't even watch it, actually, because I was just like, I'm not, like, so into Star Wars. Like, I, I'm, like, right. very casual. Like, I, I watch the movies, but I'm not, like, a hardcore fan that knows all the details. Like, you know, you would, but no, I'm not even getting Disney Plus either because it's just, <sighs> yeah. I was, I was on the fence for a while. I was on the fence for a while. I was like, eh. I'm saving my money. I am not going to do that. I don't need Disney Plus in my life. <sighs> are there are there any Disney Plus shows like originals, not their movies? I mean, that they're going to put. But is there anything that's, I mean, that I mean strikes interest? The Marvel shows for sure, but that that's like two years away, and I'm not mm. having Disney Plus right away. So I have to wait two years for that original content to pop up for Marvel uh-huh. shows, at least. Um, but no, I. I have no interest in The Mandalorian, but you guys really? are into that, and you guys have something about it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, we will be doing a Mandalorian review show here uh, at Merc with a Movie Blog. Um, Bishan, myself, and Kaylin will be jumping on as much as she possibly can, hopefully, fingers crossed, every episode. Um but uh, as far as a name for it, I don't. The Mandalorian Review Show is whatever is the running <laughs> title at the moment, whatever. Um, but our, our first episode of that will drop November thirteenth, which is the day after Disney Plus uh, streaming drops, uh, and then every episode after that will will come out the day following each new episode of The Mandalorian. So um, look forward to that for sure, because. I've, I don't know. I'm totally stoked. I've watched this trailer and the first trailer several times. Um, um, that opening scene from both trailers of the Stormtrooper helmets uh, on the ground, half covered in sand, and then on spikes. Dude, that's... So yes, that is a great visual, and it gives you a good idea for kind of what's going on in the galaxy. You know, I mean, the Stormtroopers, obviously, they have... Pretty very limited control, if any, really anymore. Um, because it just you wouldn't see that kind of thing uh, before Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Not unless you're on Endor, because man, them Ewoks they don't give a shit, man. They fuck fuck everybody up, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I love this trailer. I did notice a couple things, or one thing at least that seemed a little different than the first trailer that I'm hoping they don't change. I'm hoping it was just the way they edited it. But I mean, I have no issues with this whatsoever and I'm looking, looking forward to this big time. I mean, Boba Fett, dude, it's been a long time since we've heard anything about him and it's long past due for him to have his own show here. So, I mean, Thank God he was able to crawl out of that fucking Sarlacc pit. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Oh my god! So wait, so my husband actually has a theory that at the end is going to be revealed that he is Boba Fett, but that's the main character. So yeah, that's what I'm he, saying. He is Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah. Well, I no, don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm around, saying it like, is a joke. Uh, I'm saying it's a joke, but I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, but your like, husband there, has a legit is, theory, huh? Yeah, there. Are, I think there are theories out there that, like, at the end, that it will at the end of this 
season it will be revealed that like um uh uh what's his name pedro pascal's character is boba fett but i don't i don't necessarily believe that but just a theory but i thought boba fett wasn't really a mandalorian he's not Um, well i mean mean, technically he's technically no but well, you know, because Boba is a clone of his father, Django, and Django was not technically a Mandalorian. He yeah. was raised, like, taken in and raised Mandalorian yeah. um, and took in their customs and ways. Um, but if they do show, if for whatever reason they show Boba Fett in this and we get to see his face, they sure as shit better have the actual actor who played Django Fett in the prequels. Um mm-hmm. That would just be so fucking amazing. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wade, ever since yes. last time you pointed out to me that I make sex noises, um, I can't stop hearing them. Well, don't worry about it, because during the entire Roka interview, I was sitting here laughing my ass off, because all I could hear was you... Ooh. Mm-hmm. All these, and, and I'm sitting there going, and then, and then my mind starts wandering, and I'm like, I'm like mm-hmm. "Is this what it's like for Darren?" And then I quickly get myself out <laughs> no, of that place, and I'm like, "Okay, no, uh... we're doing something here, Jay. We're doing something. Don't let Kalen's teases distract you." <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what do you have to say about that trailer? Um, I really like that trailer. I'm super interested in this show, mainly because it doesn't look like a TV show. Um, it, it looks like a movie. Like it looks beautiful and very expensive, and uh, I'm super excited for it. So we've got we for sure we've got three solid exciteds, and then. Uh, Mike, you can wake up now, buddy. We're done with the Mandalorian uh, uh, trailer talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you, my lord. (laughs) (laughs) My lord. (laughs) Speaking of games, that's funny that you say that because I didn't didn't say this when we were talking about Mandalorian and and Pedro Pascal was brought up. I thought about it, but I wasn't going to say it. But then when you just called me, my lord, it made me think of Game of Thrones. So I'm just going to go ahead and say this, okay? My lord. <laughs> Pedro Pascal in Game of Thrones was sexy as fuck. And oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, for real, dude. And, like, I, I'm going to go there. The, the, the scenes with him and his woman having the orgies with the chicks and dudes and all okay. that shit. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, please. he's a sexy motherfucker in that in that show. For real. Straight up, dude. Yeah. He's he like better one show of the that best... pretty mug in uh, Mandalorian. He's one of the best characters on that show. And he's in there, spoiler, for one season. And I yeah. think that just shows, like, his talent. That, like fans love him and love his portrayal and he's just in it for such a short time yeah i think of all of the um uh what are the sand people called the um and people dorn. no i know what you mean they're technically dorn. from dorn dornish yeah oh from dorn yeah. i went right to star wars the sand people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. i'm sorry oh. 
<laughs> so, I got you, Caitlin. <laughs> all the Dornish uh, of all the Dornish actors and storylines and whatever, he was the mm. hands down yes. the only one who made it seem believable. Yes, and mm-hmm. not goofy and weird and awkward. Um, hands down, easily. Mm. Uh, and he was great. And yeah, um, the orgies were a little much. Like I could have, no, I could have no, no. my imagination no. there. No, but this Game of Thrones. That was some hot shit. He's a sexy motherfucker. But I'm one who finds innuendo sexier than flat out like showing it all. What? Yeah. That that's that's cool. That's cool. Like the Jaws effect. uh, You're like the Jaws of sex scenes. I get it. The Jaws of sex. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but before we move on past this though am i the only one who secretly wishes that he would use that uh the same accent in mandalorian that he used in game of thrones because i would love that uh, i don't know his accent i mean it was fine it was better than most of those it was hot accents. Man, but, I, I, I think I've got a man crush on him. <laughs> I mean, I could take or leave the accent, I guess. Like, it's it's not a requirement, but it's fine. I mean, that's not his natural accent. That's why I'm saying I just, I want to hear that accent more. Yeah. No, he sounds like an American. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I love that Hispanic-type oh, accent. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sexy, so hot. Anyway, um... <laughs> Pushing this up really hard, Jay Wade. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his. Uh, it, it just that role was awesome, and I don't, it, dude. Listen, it doesn't matter uh, what gender or whatever, dude. I can, I have no issue recognizing sexy when I see it. That's mm. that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay, that's I what I thought. That. He's a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I'm saying, um, get to the point. Well, the point is, the point is, he's a sexy oh motherfucker. God. I said no, it. Like get to the point times, of the segue. Right? Get the um, point of the segue you're setting up. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, well, yeah, the Benioff and Weiss thing about them uh, dropping out of the Star Wars. Well, I mean, we don't know where they where they fired or they drop out. Who knows? We'll never know. But I mean. Okay. Regardless of the whatever, (laughs) regardless of the last season of Game of Thrones, um, which I didn't hate too terribly bad at all. um, Yeah, uh, you know, I don't I don't understand. I don't know. It's not that I don't understand why, you know, whatever they left. But I was really not wanting this to happen. I really wanted to see the the trilogy that they were that they were originally plan to do or the series of movies whatever i wanted to see whatever their idea was um especially if it was going to have to do with the old republic formation Mm. of the of the jedi and all that that oh i mean i hope we still do it like they were talking about the crew there on collider live and they got in a good deep discussion about it um but i mean what do you what do you guys think about just all of this because christian has summed it up very well as far as uh, the whole Kathleen Kennedy and all the changes of directors and how he feels um, uh, they should take things at Lucasfilm as far as he thinks Kathleen should step down here next year. Um, you know, what do you guys think about all that? What do you, you, I mean, do you have any opinions or is it just something you're just kind of like, who cares? Just give me more movies. 
Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. So I think, I think it says something that it doesn't seem like they're really trusting people that they choose to direct the movies. Um, and that they keep losing or firing people and directors. Um, and I don't know, I kind of see where Kathleen Kennedy is coming from as far as you don't want to lose money. Like she's a, charge of this huge studio she doesn't want to lose money by taking risk but i think what christian says like you kind of have to trust these people and you kind of have to trust that the fans want more than just simple easy safe bets like solo was like we want to see things that we haven't seen before um if that makes sense yeah yeah it does complete sense um i i agree too to be honest i'm indifferent about who like I don't know, until they're actually like, well, I was about to say, until they're actually shooting something, nothing seems final, but even then it's not final, because <laughs> Lord Miller left with three yeah. weeks left in production, and That's it, crazy. Uh, uh, Gareth Edwards, they brought in, um, I don't know, some old guy to help him, um, mm. um, shit, who is it? Come on, Mike, you know names. <laughs> Like I know names. Uh... They brought in one of the old white men. <laughs> That's the Rogue One. Oh my gosh! For Rogue One, you mean? Yes. I well, yeah. They brought someone in to help direct. I don't know who it was. They keep so. they keep trying to hire like innovative young people, and then they're like, "No." Are, are you, are you sure yes, the old white, white man you are thinking is Ron Howard? Ron for Howard. Solo? That is that is an old white man. But didn't they bring in another old <laughs> man? A different oh one. God. Oh, uh, hold um, on. Let's see, old oh white gosh. man who oh. helped <laughs> direct Rogue oh. One. Harvey Weinstein. No, no. Chris what? White. No. <laughs> what? what? I don't. I don't know what the Wikipedia decided to pull up. Don Rickles. Who? Don Rickles. No, not no. Don Rickles. Tony Gilroy. <laughs> Ah, yes. Oh. Old? Second second unit director under Edwards, you're referring to. Yeah, Uh, but they basically let him take over. mm -hmm. Yes, and he's 63 years old. With input from from Edwards, Gilroy oversaw the edit and additional photography film, which tackles Mm -hmm. several issues, including the ending. So, it wasn't... But Gareth Edwards played ball. Like, he kept working and stayed on. Yeah, exactly. He he didn't leave, but they still made an old white man finish the movie. They made a different old... Like, they (laughs) they claim, you know, they they try to bring in all these funky new people, and then they're like, no, we really wanted an old white man. Sorry. Should have went with the old white man from Starthin, if that's your fucking issue. (laughs) What's Starthin? (laughs) What? What's Starfin? What? <laughs> oh, I think I misheard your whole sentence. <laughs> you must have, because I don't understand. What did you even say a word? <laughs> I thought you said. Welcome to Starfin. Starfin. I, yeah, I, I thought he said girl. Starfin too. You're not alone. Wow. <laughs> what the heck is Starfin? Oh, my chest hurts. 
<laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I just wish they would stick with someone. Yeah, also, yeah, I'm I realizing totally that the Star Wars directors are very white and penisy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's what people are complaining about. Oh man! So, are you saying they have dicks, or are you saying they are dicks? <laughs> mm. uh, well, I can't comment um, on the latter. Well, actually, I can't comment on either one, really. <laughs> <laughs> True, you never know what's going on under there. <laughs> no, but um, I don't. I don't know much about any of them's personalities either. So. I don't know. All I know is they haven't been extremely diverse. They've been a little more diverse on camera, you know, who they've cast, um, but not so diverse behind the scenes. They need to work on that a little bit. And maybe Benioff and Weiss are not the way to do that. Like, two white men. So, you know, but still, you know, they have a... They have a pretty good track record. So I don't know. Do they just get gun shy? Like Star Wars land or, you know. I think it's like Christian says. It's all money. And, you know, if something doesn't go the way they, even if it's successful and it doesn't go the way they think it should or the way they want it to, I think they just, they get scared. And they, they, Mm. they're like, okay, we got to rethink the whole game plan. Yeah. What about you, Mike? We all know that you are the most diehard Star Wars fan of all of <laughs> us and have the strongest opinions. So, you guys are just, like, so picky with, like, details. I mean... Details? I... <laughs> mind, mind you, audience, I'm slightly tiddly drunk, so I'm just saying whatever I think. You do? <laughs> then, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the presses, everybody. <laughs> Mike, uh, okay, Mike, Mike, bear with me here, man. Uh, like, are are you serious? Are you are you seriously drunk? or Are you just a little buzzed? Maybe and I don't buzzed. care. Like, I, there I, is no wrong or right answer. I I might be buzzed, but I don't know if I'm drunk. So maybe oh, a little bit of each. Starting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, but see, okay, with Star Wars, I mean, I these guys jo- with, with Star Wars, these guys drop out and. It's like, who cares? It's it's just two, two <laughs> yeah. directors. I mean, who would you... I mean, we don't know what the future's going to be for Star Wars after the Skywalker saga. So, mm. I mean, we get the Mandalorian coming up. That's the only other thing that's outside of the saga. But we don't know what else is coming. So they need to find oh. a director or directors to go into the movies. I just want them to pick a lane. Like... I don't care which lane it is. Just pick one and stick with it. Like, find someone mm. and stick with them from the beginning to the end of the production of a fucking movie. Yeah. Yes. And if Damn it right. fails, then it fails. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Fall on and, that and, sword. Yeah. And, and hell, right there, speaking of swords and, and, uh, <laughs> and whatnot, that's a perfect segue because... Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal's character had a sword <laughs> under those pants, and he, he oh was a sexy motherfucker <laughs> in that fucking series. He, I mean, dude, every scene he didn't have his shirt on. I'm like, hey, no, what's no. up? Get to the point, Wade. Uh, my point I'm is that uh, still on the topic of Game of Thrones, uh, we found out this week that 
the first prequel series that they had uh, shot a pilot for, that was scrapped after the pilot. Mm. So, so whatever, that's off the plate now. Um, I don't know whether or not it was necessarily a good idea. I think the fandom right now would be into anything they would probably serve up. But they oh, did. I you don't you don't think so? Oh no. I think the fandom is so like against Game of Thrones right now. Like that's what it feels like. Oh yeah, it's so toxic right now. Yeah, I don't I think if this show if that show came out and it sucked, like people would be off Game of Thrones. That's like, probably why they nixed it at the pilot because yeah. I mean, I know it's they like, had no Mia Watts on it, but it was just like I don't know. Yeah. It might if it might have been bad. Like, I don't know. Great or, like, perfect, I don't think people would care. Like, I think people would be like, oh, this is crap. It's not perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can name a single Naomi Watts movie. Um, yeah, I don't think Naomi Watts is your selling point. Like, no. you're, like, trying to sell people to watch the show. I don't think it's Naomi Watts. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but they went with another one instead. Yes, they yeah. did. Yes. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Maybe. House of the Dragons. No, House yeah. of the Dragon. Singular. No, oh, it's I, dragons. It's dragons. Yes. Dragons. No, dragons. The, okay, no. guys, we got our own Collider Live moment here. Mike, do your thing and look it up, buddy. We I'm are looking Yoni. it up. Here, I'll, okay. I'll, I will grab the poster and I'll post it in our chat. House of so, the Dragon. No House S. of No, what is House it be dragons? Of the dragons. No, I'm not looking at all of it. It's House of the Dragon. There's House no of the... S except in house. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> except in house. Is she right? Yes. She's right. Oh Wait, you wrote it wrong in the notes. Goes to Kaylin. Yes. You wrote it wrong in the notes, Wade. I did. I'm sorry because well, they were debating it on the show, and I thought that's what they'd settled on was dragons. Well, they're not the the source of the information, and you had Joshua Kugel on there calling it House of Dragons. Like hmm. he doesn't know the name of anything. He calls Maleficent Malfeasant. Hey, thank you very much, Josh McCuga, for fucking up our whole segment here. <laughs> the show is it's ruined. Okay. Yep, Kaylin's right for thing, once. Good, good thing you got a new show you're going to. <laughs> no, oh. for real though, congratulations on your new show. That's awesome. But um, House of the Dragon. Yes. Dr- House of the Dragon. Which makes also, sense because it also, yeah. It's also a prequel, which it's is probably. set set before the sh- Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Like, like 300 that. years. Yeah, but, 300 years. I mean, how long before they say this one's crap too and scrap it? Like they, yeah. well, they already ordered it. They already ordered yeah. it. Oh, so that means episodes the series. a season. It's I official. don't know how many seasons. They can't yeah. ever go back on something that they say publicly ever. That no one's true. ever done that. Uh, they could take a play play or they could take a play out of a Star Wars playbook. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yes. So, speaking of sexy motherfuckers. The Witcher trailer dropped, right? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Great segue. I didn't watch it. How was it? Uh, oh, Kaylin. Oh, Kaylin. <laughs> that was great. Perfect segue. Nice. Oh, well, y'all beautiful. talk about it. I'm going to mute myself and watch it while y'all talk about it. So y'all okay. just fill okay, some good, time. Good idea. 
Well, I, I know Sarah was stoked because she said that. No, uh, I, 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 I was the one that shared it. I was like, bro, you gotta watch I'm this trailer. I'm yeah, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, everybody's more stoked than me. I mean, it didn't look wow. bad, it, but I don't understand. I'm not familiar with what the story is. And Superman looked really fucking weird with long blonde hair. Mm. Well, see, I'm the one with fresh eyes because I never read the books or played the games that eventually got adapted. So, like, I'm watching this as, like, a newcomer. And I'm, like, watching it for what it is as an adaptation. Like, this might be getting me as a fan. So I might read the books after watching the show or something or play the games eventually. But the action looked right. The, The... The... the backdrops alone are amazing. Like they did mm. amazing stuff. You see a monster in one clip. It's it's CGI, but they'll probably approve it before December twentieth. But like Harry Canville looks great. He's got broad eyes. He's got blonde hair. He's like he's fighting with a fucking sword. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just oh just I just don't understand. I didn't get any sense at all from the trailer what it's about. So I just. I mean, not to say I won't watch it, but I just I just don't have any idea what it's about. So I was just kind of watching the trailer trailer like, okay, it's a bunch of action, but what is the yeah. action revolving around? <laughs> That's true. I, I, I got to understand your standpoint there because sometimes you need context of what the show or movie is going to be before you watch yeah. it. Yeah, it really doesn't give you that much context. Um, just a little bit, but... What trailers are supposed to try to grab you in somehow? Um, I think so. I so my husband is like a huge Witcher fan. Like he plays all the games. He's read a few of the books, but he's played the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really only know this through him. Okay. And yeah, it's a it's a video game. It was started off as books, and then yep. they adapted the books into video games. Yeah, um, but a- the show is based off of the first the like introduction book and then the first book um he was just telling me this all today so thanks Mm -hmm. um but so when this first got announced like i was like okay whatever like it looks interesting um but when this trailer came out this trailer really sold me i looks really good like the production looks really good i'm not sure about henry cavill just because like i'm not his biggest fan and that wig like kind of throws me off a little bit because i'm like this doesn't match his skin tone but whatever (laughs) that's just a me thing um but i like he was freaking out the entire time we're watching this trailer he was saying that it looks like he understands where this is going like fans of this um are like super excited they're nervous though because of course like tv shows and video games don't have the best records so people are like nervous about it um but i i was sold not really knowing knowing a little bit but not knowing a lot like i am sold on like the fantasy and and all that stuff like i will definitely be watching this even if i don't understand what's happening right right of course (laughs) it just it Uh... looks really good and i don't think I don't think it's going to be bad just based on the fact that it's a TV show and it's giving it time to like dive into things and expand things um, like a movie couldn't in like two hours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. For sure. Uh, uh, so I watched like the first half or so of the trailer. Um, it looks, 
I don't know. It looks okay. It looks. I don't know. I'm. I'm yeah, kind of Caitlin and I look like we're in the same same boat on this one. I, I'm kind of scared. Like I'm scared <laughs> oh, it's yeah. going to be like, like cheesy, like TV cheesy, yeah. like that show. That show that Rob Stark was in, uh, Medici, after he did uh, Game of Thrones. Oh no, um, Cinderella, the the Cinderella live action. Oh yeah, Cinderella. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was he in the show that. Medici that was like, I don't know, super cheesy. Like, not oh, good. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that show. Yeah, so yeah. This... He was he was a prince, and then his dad died, and he had that whole ball thing, and no. then that chick showed up and lost her glass slipper or something. I was and... <laughs> Right? Is oh that is that not? That's exactly the story, Wade. Exactly. Yeah, see, I knew I knew what the fuck we were talking head. about. <laughs> uh, Spoiler: He found the girl who fit the slipper. <laughs> Yay! Why would you do this to me? Why would you spoil this show for me? How dare you! Hey, my biggest beef with that movie—that movie actually wasn't bad, but I am still serious. Like seriously. I'm disappointed that in the live action version of that, that the fucking mice didn't make the dress. That's that is the only thing that I remember from the from the original movie as a kid. And I waited for that fucking movie. Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella. It never happened. It pisses me off. Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella. Oh my god! So I'm the only one that that bothers. No, I never seen it. So I don't know. What? What's No, I'm sorry. He explained how she got the name Cinderella, too. I never knew. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, she... I guess I'll have to watch it. Have you seen the little cart, the old cartoon one? Yeah, yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's way better than that hmm. thing. Like, way, way better. It's awesome. Really? It's, it's, it's one, it's my favorite of the Disney live action Okay, that I'll they've done. It. It, I love it. I freaking love it. But my, favorite <laughs> <part> is, <laughs> my, uh, my favorite part is when the the uh, fairy stepmother or whatever the fuck she is. Godmother, fairy godmother. Know, when fairy the fairy godmother turns the pumpkin into a carriage. Although I'm extremely disappointed because it wasn't Halloween season in the movie, so they didn't smash the pumpkin carriage. That would have been really mm. fucking cool. Mm. Um, because we all know that one of the funnest things to do at Halloween time, which was uh, yesterday, actually, is to smash pumpkins. Um, it's one of the oh. funnest things to do. Uh-huh. Um, oh. Another fun thing to do is to toilet paper. Um, no. Another is to egg. Uh, <laughs> no. Another is to soak. No, you don't egg. Um, uh, you could you could fill the the paper bag full of shit and light it on fire no! and put it on people's step and ring the doorbell oh, and then laugh at them. Um, all kinds of fun shit. To do. <laughs> um, going to jail. The, uh, <laughs> so, but the uh, and and we'll get into some other fun shit that maybe we've done. But the the Collider crew came in dressed up, which is really. Cool. I mean, we all knew Dorina was going to because she's oh, yeah. just a really fun chick like that. Um, I, I didn't know if the others would though, even though they kind of said mm. they were. But they, um, they, they did, yeah, yeah. It was great. It's just I love Halloween. So like when they start the episode off and they're all sitting there in costumes and 
Well, it actually started off with with you know uh, Christian using the mask from Chucky uh, yeah. to do the intro. That was great, but that was um, yeah. What do you guys think of the Halloween Day episode and and just all of that stuff? I thought Christian's outfit looked mighty comfy. Yeah, yeah he said said it was. <laughs> um, who what who? Mm, so Darina was the Joker. I know that yep. much. Yeah. Yes. Who? Wait. Who? Who else was in the room that day? Josh Mark was. Ry- yeah, yeah, Mark Riley and Josh. Yep. Yeah. And what were Yogi they? was Michael Myers from, yep. from oh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't. I. Okay. So not a big fan of masks. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They wake so me there's up. There's no kinky role play for you guys then. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just Boy. saying because you brought up your sexy sounds that you make during the show, and we're still on the show, so I figured, I, would ask. I figured it was a nice time. Don't you put it in the bus, and you, you brought that up. This started with you, Jay Way. not well, I mean, me. you brought it up on this specific I episode. Did no, she did not. Because, yeah, yes, she I did. did. I no, up. you did. On oh, this, this particular episode. day, I did, but it's only because he put it in my head. <laughs> Wait. But yeah. And then Josh McCluggy dressed up as David S. Pumpkin from Saturday Night Live with Tom Ooh. Hanks dressed up as. Okay. I was wondering who he I was. Didn't I didn't understand no what he David Pumpkin. Any questions? Any questions? Uh, it's a uh, good skit. A, a lot yeah. of questions. Who, what? Where, when, when, and why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous, um, but people love it. So I've never seen it. a whole episode of SNL, so me neither. Yeah. <laughs> These days, you're much better off having yeah, not seen yeah, any real. SNL. <laughs> oh goodness, that's not good. Um, so what do y'all do on Halloween? What's your tradition? Um, I don't have any traditions anymore for Halloween because I just don't, and I've never, I've never lived in an area where kids go trick or treating. So I've never had <gasps> trick or treaters at my house, which mm. I've Same. always wanted. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. That's that do rural America. Unless you live in town, you ain't getting trick or treaters. Exactly. <laughs> um, cause I mean, ain't, ain't nobody going to walk up and down a country road for three houses, walk like uh, down a mile long country block yep. for three houses, dude. It ain't yeah, happening. That's not, that's um, not good. Yep. So I've never been able to hand out candy. I've always wanted to, though, um, but it's just never been able to happen. But, I mean, obviously, as a kid, I loved trick-or-treating and all that. And um, it, when I was a kid and I grew up in – I grew, I was raised for the first part of my life in Houston, Texas, North Houston. And uh, back then and down there, man, you didn't trick-or-treat until Halloween night, and it was actually mm-hmm. night. It didn't even start until it got dark. Um, so it was just awesome. I got a lot of great memories down there of, of all that stuff. But then, yeah, when I moved up here to Ohio, we were out in the country, so I'd have to go into town to do my trick or treating. Then once I got toward a trick or treat, it just, you know, nobody to hand out candy to. But other than, you know, if somebody throws a party or something like my brothers are, my brothers are throwing a 80s themed Halloween party tomorrow night. 
Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to attend, but it's, I know it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun and I know all the people there. So uh, I I know they're going to have a good time, but, um, I I don't have any solid traditions or anything. I wish I was in a position where I could, um, Tell your brothers that as of November 1st, Christmas season has begun. And no, can no, oh my no, gosh, it's no, crazy. no, yeah, we're not, no, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm with Mike. I'm just about to start going. No, no, it's November. No, 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 I've been wanting to put up my tree for weeks. No, Dude, get out. No get Christmas out. decoration should go up in before December first, and the and, and they should all be down before New Year's Eve. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So no, I don't decorate anything though. Fuck that shit. Okay, given how much money I spent on my tree, I'm going to leave it up for more than one month out of the year. No. Wow. Yes, so get, I am. You get live trees. No. Oh, you I'm don't? Not, I, well, a, I didn't know. No. Um, no, you can't they, leave a live tree up that long. No, it would die. No, yeah. I, I bought a high dollar uh, fake tree. And Why? Because I like Why? it. Why a high dollar one? Just get a cheap one with the rack. <laughs> because those are terrible. I wanted one that would last me lots of years. Oh my god. You don't need it for that long. You just need Let it her live. Let her live her life, Mike. Yeah. God damn it, you people. I hate you people. <laughs> you people, like, like I'm going to put my creepy secrets up so early. And then you be- I, I said after In what seven. way does it affect your life? But you mentioned <laughs> it. But you, you're going to probably talk about it to, to no end. Like, oh, hey, guys, I got my tweet up. You want to see my tweet? Okay, I, I don't have a list. To be fair. So that is not me. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> uh, mind you, I am buzzed to no end, so I'm... Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that why you you were not keeping up with the order for Rapid Fire? A little bit. Yeah. I didn't know what the order was, I'm going to be honest. I, 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 the, I don't know. I knew what the order was to begin with, but Mike kept missing his turn, so then someone <laughs> would jump in... <laughs> and, then I, and it was just crazy. It was still good, though, man. You can't love it. Yeah. Well, see, I was just about to ask with the Christmas talk if any of y'all celebrate Festivus, but I know now That's that Kaylin does because she just expressed she Festivus? just engaged in one of the traditions of Festivus, which is, is the Festivus? airing of grievances. What is Festivus? Does anyone, Mike? Do you know what Festivus is? Yes. All right, you, Fe- did, Festivus for the rest me? of us. <laughs> did you even watch Seinfeld? Mm, no, not really. No. Like I've seen an episode or two here. Oh or there. God, I think. Oh thank, man. Oh my goodness. Thank God this changes next week. Oh my God. You're still stuck really with Sarah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So hey, hey. Festivus is a. Why are we turning on home? each other? No, because he he made it sound like I'm he was rude. getting rid of all of us. Yeah, <laughs> just my myself. I'm I'm sorry. My head's spinning anyway. right now. Okay, so Fe- Festivus is um, it's a holiday that George Costanza's Costanza's dad made up in the show Seinfeld. Um, it's an alternative to Christmas. Um, it consists of 
uh, a few things, um, and I'll, I'll read through them real quick. I'm on the Wikipedia for it. Oh, my God. Fe- okay. Festivus Dinner. Um, mm. In the... In, uh, okay, a, celebra- a celebratory dinner is shown on the evening of Festivus, okay? It's it's prior to feats of strength and during the airing of grievances, okay? So the airing of grievances takes place immediately after the Festivus dinner, and it has been served, okay? Now, then you go to the feats of strength. After the airing of grievances, you do the feats of strength. Now, the feats of strength uh, is the final tradition observed in the celebration of Festivus. Um, In the episode here, the head of the household selects one person at the Festivus celebration and challenges challenges them to a wrestling match. Tradition states Festivus is not over until the head of the household is pinned. Um, and then... What's happening right now? <laughs> I don't know! I, I was explaining what Festivus is. That's but what Festivus is. But this is a Halloween! Is. We're talking about Halloween. I know, I know. We'll talk to the lady who brought up Christmas trees at Halloween. Okay, well, Are any of you want to hear about my Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I have a sad, oh sad story about Halloween. Oh, no! <laughs> Um, Does the oh, no. dog die? Because I can't hear no, that story. No, 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 okay. no. So I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween as a child. What? <laughs> Why? So I never, I never went trick or treating. <laughs> Why? Because it's the devil's um, holiday. Yep, <laughs> because of religion. No way. <laughs> I yep. grew up in a religious household too, but shit, man, my parents—they were totally down. It- it wasn't because it was a devil's holiday, but they were just like, we're not going to celebrate Halloween. So, like, I never dressed up until, like, seventh grade. But at that point, I was, like, too too old. So, I would just, like, walk around with my friends. But, yeah. And then, so, we just moved. Me and my husband just moved into an apartment. And I bought candy because I was like, I don't, I don't think kids are going to come around. But, like, better have candy and not be prepared or whatever. And we didn't get any trick-or-treaters. So... <laughs> Oh, so man. sad Halloween. But you but... got a bunch of candy though, so I mean yes, there's a did. silver lining. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is um, sad. I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah, it's okay. Our kids will be dressing up, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I was about to say when you have kids, you can just uh take the kids trick or treating, but like kind of just have them to the side and you ring the doorbell yeah, and you're the yeah. one who's like trick or treat with your eyes all big and your and, and you can hold their bucket out for them like, you know you like, like trick or treating shut up sh- shut up your mom's trick or treating we got to go <laughs> we need the free candy hell yeah I um it. i got to take my baby trick or treating this year for Aww. like we 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 didn't stay long. I went with a bunch of family who were mm-hmm. like uh it, uh so getting 10 children mm. no, 9 10 10 getting 10 children into Halloween costumes. Oh my god. <laughs> after having fed them pizza. Oh my god. Was a lot like the I keep comparing it to that scene in Home Alone when their alarms don't go off. And they're all, like, running late trying to get ready to go to the airport. And then they leave Kevin behind. Yeah. It felt yeah. like that. Like, 
this one runs in the bathroom and then comes back out and that one has to now go in and come back out mm-hmm. and that one mm-hmm. needs makeup put on and that one needs their mm-hmm. headband and that one needs their fairy wings and oh my god and then we finally got them all out front and then we try to take pictures and then every picture mm. it's like this one is not looking anywhere like this one's looking off to the side that one is hiding behind a bag that one is like oh my god it was a nightmare but it was so much fun walking around with them um oh, telly yeah. the baby mostly just stared at me like what are we doing <laughs> what did you dress her up as she was a hogwarts student oh slytherin right no, Gryffindor, because oh. Gryffindor is the most, like, neutral until you know what kind of personality they're going to have. Right, right, right. <laughs> what houses are y'all? Slytherin. Hufflepuff. Mm. Gryffindor. I am a uh, Ravenclaw, although sometimes I am a uh, Gryffindor. Oh my god, we have all of them. Yeah. We have all of the houses. Damn we right. do! Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect. Okay, Mike, well, what, what was your uh, what was your Halloween experience like? Maybe not just this year, but well, actually, you did you weren't here last week because you were helping out with some Halloween stuff, I believe. But other mm-hmm. than that, I mean, talk about that too if you want. But other than that, as a kid, you know, uh, you were you were were in the country like me, so I'm sure you probably had to make the trek into town too, huh? Okay, so last week I wasn't here because I was helping family. Organize a Halloween event early, and I helped along with the haunted hayride, getting the people on and off the wagon. So that was fun the and wagon. cold. Nice. Don't you know? Don't, Don't you know? know. That, that's not Minnesota. You. That's Minnesota. There's a difference between the accents. Okay. Um, but, not you know, me, I, but whatever. Whatever. I uh, grew up in. I actually grew up in a in a trailer park. So I used to trick or treat to everyone's trailer. You know, they they would dress up their trailers with, you know, the deck out Halloween stuff, and I would be scared because I would, as a young kid, I was scared of everything. You know, I, uh, it's so funny because elementary school, some kid came in to school, you know, with a scream ghost face. Mask, oh, and it was one of those masks. No. It's, it's one of those masks that you press a button and the blood drips down on his face. Oh my <laughs> god! And this is elementary school, mind you. Like it was just like, oh my god! I was like, I freaked out. I was like screaming and just. <laughs> so, but eventually, I grew out of that phase and not being so scared of everything, but loving horror movies and loving the Halloween season. I don't do much now for Halloween. But I just have fond memories of like trick or treating as a kid and seeing all the nice houses. Yeah, that's cool. Hell yeah, man. Um, so, so most recently, when when was the last time any of y'all dressed up for Halloween? Oh shit, mm, that's a good question. Actually, um, <laughs> last year. <laughs> what were you? <laughs> oh, I worked at an elementary school, so we were required to dress up, and I dressed up like a cat because I didn't know. Well, <laughs> That's kind of worked- what the what I had, it, what the thought I had in my head. But then you said it was for school, and I was like, "Well, no," but it's still kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> like a cute cat. Well, the, I worked with the three year old, the three and four year old, so they were like cat, 
<laughs> You're a cat. Okay. I was like, yeah. I, I was thinking like a sexy kitty. <laughs> oh, it's I'm geez. a mouse, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think last year I dressed up going to work. And I'm pretty sure I was a ladybug because my mom made hmm. me a ladybug costume when I was five years old. And but it's just basically a round piece of um red felt with some mm-hmm. black circles on it. So I still wear it like every year <laughs> with so, a little headband that's got like the little balls on it, you know, like little antennae. Mm-hmm. Uh, antennae sounds better than having balls on your head. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that really depends accident. on the position too. Uh, oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> okay, Mike. <laughs> so few, anyway, how about the cowboys? <laughs> a few years ago, I dressed up as Mario as a Halloween party. Like Ann Luigi? Like those? Oh, uh, Kevin yes. Mario Lopez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yes. Oh, where did where did Darren and I? Oh, we went to Waffle House the other morning, and as we were walking in, I saw Mario and Luigi sitting at a table. I thought she was going to say she saw Mario Lopez. <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh my god. Oh my I was goodness. like, what the hell is he doing down there? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I saw Mario and Luigi, and all I could figure is they must have never gone to bed from whatever went on the night before because they were in full costume early in the morning on a Sunday morning. So they didn't get up and dress up like that. Was that you, Mike? Maybe. Maybe that's my doppelganger. I don't know. But that was pretty darn fun. Oh, and that was the first time that Darren and I took Kelly to eat at a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) What did she have? The seafood platter? (laughs) They do not sell seafood at Waffle House. At a Waffle House? The platter was the joke. Her being a baby and the platter, it was a joke, man. Come on, people. And besides, you're not supposed to expose a baby to seafood till they're at least a year old. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make a joke, make a well-educated joke. Okay, Roxy. Damn. (laughs) damn. But, um... um, The uh, last time I remember... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say, so you talk. All right, good then. Um, the, <laughs> the last time I I dressed up was probably about eighteen, nineteen years ago um, for oh, a uh, for a white trash themed Halloween party. Um, oh yeah, it Did was awesome. Did you put like cotton balls and like paper no. and Q tips and stuff all over you? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. Um, I went you as weren't white trash. I went as high class white trash. Um. um. I'll I'll send you guys a picture uh, later on, um, but I I you know I had the cowboy hat, the big old chachis. Um, I had uh, I can't remember chachi. what. Sh- yeah, like the big trucker sunglasses. You know what I mean, uh, like the big no. ones. You know, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. like the yeah. cop glasses, yeah. the big glasses cops yeah. wear. Um, and uh, I can't remember what shirt I had on, but I know I had it tucked in real tight to, so that you could see my gut real good. And then mm. I had on blue jeans, um, cowboy boots, but I tucked the blue jeans into the cowboy boots because if you're high-class white trash baby, you want people to see those boots. 
Um, and then I wore, I went to Goodwill and got like a mm-hmm. nice brown sports jacket, but it had the, the oval felt pout, uh, patches on the elbows. And, and then I got a bottle, uh, it wasn't real alcohol cause I don't really drink, but I got a bottle and wrapped a pla- uh, paper bag around it. And like I was high class white trash. Oh my gosh. You actually sound like you were dressed more like every mayor of every town in Texas. <laughs> Yeah, like um, I said, high class white trash, baby. <laughs> that's not that. That is just a stylistic choice. I, I, well, I like my women just a little on the trashy side. Oh yeah, well I like big butts. Where they wear their where they wear their clothes too tight and their hair is dyed. Oh you my god! Y'all never heard that song? Yes. No, but yes. I've heard the song "Put It in My Mouth." I just can't remember the what girl's the name who oh. sings it. Uh, that is not the same topic. Well, I, well, yeah. I, you were singing a dirty song. I, no, it's a dirty it's song dirty. too. At least it's I didn't just, sing it. I mean, do you about, want me to sing it? I mean, oh, that will probably get us in trouble if I do. But if you want me to, he doesn't like. He doesn't like fruity, fruity women, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This will be gone next week. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Enjoy be. it while you can. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. Come over to SEN after live. Yes. After yes. after the, either after you listen to this show or listen to SEN after live and then listen to this show. Yes, um, listen to both. Just cancel yes. all your subscriptions. Everything you won't have time to watch anything else. Yes. You're going to have four hours of talk shows a day. Damn right. Uh, um, But yeah, yeah. And and that's a, that's a great segue into our final bit here for this episode, um, which is today, Friday's episode of Collider Live, Christian's last day. Mm. Um, And they, they shared a lot of memories, um, videos, stuff like that. Really great stuff, which we can get into a little bit of specifics on those here in a second. But um the before you know to get us kicked off into the to to this last segment they they made the announcement today of the new collider live crew is going to be Roxy Stryer as host joined by Darina Yodi still as the producer and of course Cody and Alex in the booth Woo. uh this is a hell of a lineup and when they announced it I went into our little chat here for uh for us uh, co-hosts and hosts here at After Live, and I asked Sarah if she wanted to trade after shows because, and I of said course, yeah, I'm, so. you said yes, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I was like, well, I'm just kidding. I mean, it would be cool, but I'm just kidding. Um, uh, oh, well. but yeah, Sarah, that, you're so agreeable. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do whatever. Sarah, Sarah give me can your you, left arm. Yeah, okay. loan me fifty bucks while you're at it. But yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I'm stoked about uh, having Roxy and Darina going to be hosting there, even though Kaylin and I won't be covering uh, that show anymore. Um, definitely going to be listening to it and definitely going to be looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how do you, what did you guys think when, uh, when you heard the news of who's going to be the new crew? I was completely stoked. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never know like when to talk. <laughs> I don't either. I was just start just gonna... talking. Somebody will I, yield. I was going to break out into song again. Actually, go ahead. Jane. So I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. So tell you what I <laughs> want. What you really, really want. 
I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I can, I can't do the rest. Oh, you want to be really, my really, lover? Really, yeah. You gotta fuck all my friends. No. <laughs> no. Seriously, seriously, folks, this is a great lineup to oh, restart God. and continue <laughs> on Collider Live. <laughs> no, oh no. The reason I sing it is this, okay? Because it's. Two females leading it, which made me think of the phrase girl power, which made me Woo! think of Spice Girls. So then I've just been singing wannabe in my head all afternoon. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm moderately excited. I'm, the only reason I'm not super excited is because neither one of them is super goofy. So I'm worried about mm. where the element of silliness is going to come from. But I assume they're not going to just be on there by themselves. Like, they're going to probably rotate people them. in. <laughs> more goofy than Roxy. Yes, but I don't know if they're going to play off of each other and be goofy. So uh, that's okay what. That. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Uh, that's that's the only thing I wonder about is like where's the lightheartedness going to come in, or maybe it's not. Maybe the show's going to change, and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes, uh, but. Um, I can't believe today was the first time that Darina, Roxy, and Kate were all in the room together. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was awesome. That was. Hell yeah. And I can't believe Josh missed the last day. Yeah. Eh. Eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no offense. Eh. Oh, no, I what? love Josh. I like Josh, but. Yeah, I, I like Josh, but he is he is not. Even one of the two top two reasons why I watch that show. So, oh, he's, he's my top reason. I'm being completely honest. Are you oh. being serious? I'm being dead serious. That's I cool. love it. I love Makuga, I, but you know, yeah, I, yeah, you know. I love. I mean, Makuga, I think that's where your your um comedic comedy comedic comedy would have came from if he wasn't leaving the show as well. Yes, you know? right, right. But he had you know things going on so it's good for him yeah awesome definitely i can't wait to see what that show ends up being Mm -hmm. um i'm kind of surprised not surprised yeah maybe i'm a little surprised that um roxy's taking over as host just because i mean i love roxy um but i know a lot of the fans do not like her (laughs) um so i think that's a really like not bold choice but it's it's a choice like hey we're we're going to have Roxy and Darina, like, we're going to have females, because they talk about it all the time, like, how, like, a lot of the, I guess, like, men fans or whatever will just, like, say, like, oh, Roxy's against Darina, and Darina's taking over for Roxy, like, you know what I mean, like, they pit each other against each other, so I think it's a really, like, bold move for them to be, like, you know, you guys talk shit about Roxy all the time, well, she's your host now, (laughs) like, I'm Um, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen. So I don't know if any of y'all ever watched Roxy's live streams, but she has a a pretty um, loyal. I mean, it's not a huge fan base, but she, she has a, she has a very loyal little fan base. Yeah, um, who I think are going to be very supportive of her, and yeah. I love her little uh, private little uh, uh, live streams that she does. Um, you know, like you can just tell she cares, and yeah. So I'm definitely excited about that. I don't feel like I know a lot about Darina, really, aside from the fact that she's like in an 
some sort of open relationship with her husband, a very modern kind of uh, marriage. And I, I don't <laughs> feel like I know a whole lot else about her, except for I know that she's in music. Um, BDSM! What? I like her. BDSM. I like her oh, yeah, She's probably. into the BDSM, which, which I've got my own issues with, but that's all right. We'll get into that some other time oh, or not. Oh, God. Or never. Oh, God. I'm going to need to be drunker On than me. this. After live, after hours podcast coming to you. Yeah, we have oh the after God. show for the after show. Stay tuned. <laughs> Funny you say that, Mike. We'll talk about that later. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm down. I, I'm just floating that out there as a possible tease for something in the future, but that's oh, all we're going to say right that? now. Wink, oh, wink, this nudge, is some nudge. Inception going on here. Something um, has. Something has been. Something has been pitched really? for the oh. for the future for in the next maybe three or four months or so, a couple two oh, or three months. Mm. We'll oh, see man. what happens. I was um, <laughs> we've got the teases here, folks, just for you. Yeah. So, what are our favorite memories of Christian on the show? Um. Oh. I, I like him making fun of Roxy because she gets lost Aww. to work. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And the Rocky bits. Of course, all the Rocky endorsements and stuff yep. is awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's a great running gig. My favorite thing, a moment of his, I think, was when um, Makuga lost his mind about the whole suck my dick thing. Um, <laughs> oh my and gosh. then he just suck couldn't. Pussy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christian just couldn't even comment because he was just laughing so hard, yeah. like he couldn't even breathe. I oh. think that was like my favorite moment. Like he oh. just, yeah. And of of course, him and Thad yelling at each other. That was just oh, oh my god. Yes, that yes. was amazing. And that was great having Kate on and her giving us a little bit of insight to that and in, in her mm. perspective on that. That was awesome. Yeah, and that had to have been weird. Like, if you weren't a regular, like, you don't yeah. really know the ins and outs of, what you know, like, yeah. the relationships and the tensions and the whatever. Cool, that had to have been interesting. So, definitely that. That was fun. Um, You know, it, except for the fact that, you know, it's real people yelling at each other. That's not fun. But, yeah. you know, the entertainment side of it was super oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... Hmm. Um, I Any love other fond memories. I really like um his interviewing style. I think it's like yeah. really relaxed and really like laid back. And you can tell like the guests just have a lot of fun and and they all they all do a really good job like hitting the same interview questions and really just kind of I mean Harloff's whole thing is just it's just a conversation. We're just having fun. And that's what I look forward to like the most. Yep, I agree. Mike, uh, what kind of memories do you have? Uh, his comedy is very top-notch. Every time he does the impression of somebody, or even does the impression of his mother-in-law, uh-huh. those yeah. I, cr- I crack up a lot at that. Oh my god, yes. Yes, I love wow. when he just does that. And of course, Igla! Igla! Oh my god! Igla! The Igla show! <laughs> That, that's the most that. recent memory, and I just love that. I will keep that going just for him. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be great with him moving on. Um, 
you know, not great. You know, it, it's bittersweet, but it's going to be great to see this next stage in in his career and uh, be able to see what he's doing and be with it from the start and see it all grow and develop. So, uh, one of the things that that he announced today, those that saw, is going to be uh, uh, doing a segment on SEN Live, and they had saw in the booth today with Cody and Alex. That was really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was, was a good reveal too. Yeah, and he is so fucking funny and quick, dude. I mean, yeah, like, he's got good shit. timing. Yeah, I would love to see him and Dagnino do something together. Oh that would be fucking yeah. amazing. Throw Kaiser in there too, but uh, at least Dagnino and Saul. That would be sweet. So yeah. does Saul not have a job? I I we think Saul Saul probably has a job, but I he dresses so flashy that I think he has a I think he has like a legit like solid job, dude. I have no idea what it what it could possibly be because he's extremely mysterious. Yep. But he's such a flashy dresser that I think he's got a good solid job, dude. Whatever it is, did you saw the way he was dressed? And he knew all he was going to do was be on camera for a few seconds total, sitting in the booth, and he still maxed it out, dude. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's in the mall? Um, he's I don't know. He is from New York. Um, Sarah's, Sarah's from New Jersey. So, what do you think? You mm-hmm. ever seen him at any at any meetings? <laughs> I mean, I'm from like the low part of South Jersey. So I know. We don't, Damn it, Sarah! Go with the bit of where you live just once. <laughs> we don't associate with those New York mobsters, but uh, I am married into the Italians now. So maybe. <laughs> I can't give away the secrets of the mob, guys. I'm gonna. That's the number one rule. I'm gonna give you all for you can fulfill. <laughs> oh yeah! If but, Sarah doesn't uh, yeah, end up showing up for host next week, you know she got whacked. <laughs> it's all your guys' fault. She swims with the fishes. <laughs> no, I sleep with the fishes. Sleep with the fishes. I sleep with the fishes. They anyway. found a gun next to her, but the cannoli was gone. <laughs> wow. mm, oh man, um, yeah. Let's uh, we we've run a little bit long for our normal time, but let's take about oh, the yeah. last. Uh, let's take a few minutes here. Um, just I don't know. I wanted to say a couple things as far as you know. We'll reiterate real quick. Um, uh, Kaylin and I are leaving after live and starting SEN after live. Uh, first episode we will record next week. Uh, Sarah will be taking over the hosting duties here on after live with Mike and adding Sean to their crew. Um, so this is going to be really cool. And I just, I wanted to say a couple things personally and Kaylin, if you want to say oh, anything God. and then Sarah and Mike, if you want to, but, um, <laughs> uh, uh, no speeches. No, I'm not, not going to give a speech. I just got a f- couple things I want to say. Simmer oh, down, that Matt. Sounds like a speech. No, I. Uh, well, this is. I mean, this is going to be our last time together, the four of us. And you know, oh. I just want to say something. Oh. Damn it, Kaylin. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> you shush. You're going to be stuck with me forever after tonight. Oh, so it's a tender moment, Kaylin. Give me a little speak for fuck's sake. I don't like these. Damn it, now I'm not going to say anything. Um, No, no. No, wait, say Say something. Um, Make it quick. 
Okay. Uh, no, I just I just want to say, you know, th- I've I've wanted to do radio and shit, you know, like this since I was a little kid. So this is really cool for me to be able to do all this. Um, it's taken a lot longer than I w- would have liked for it to do, but you know, it's 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 awesome that it's happening now. And I want to thank Josh, uh, who's the owner and uh, of Merc with a Movie Blog, and our producer here of not only this show, but. Um, uh, will be of SCN after live also. Um, thank him for, uh, for, you know, allowing me to stick around here. He could have shown me the door at any time he wanted to. Um, but Mike, dude, thank you. Because if you, uh, it was the post that we all, yeah. well, me and you, but a lot of people responded to, yeah. um, looking for hosts and stuff. And I, re- I was, I remember, you had said that you were basically full up. You had, I think if I remember right, I think you said you had four people already. And I said something like, we'll add another one. No one likes a fourth wheel or no one likes four wheels, something along those lines. And, and sure enough, you added me in the group. And uh, there were seven of us in the group that were wanting to be involved in within a couple of days. It was down to wow. you, Sean and I. And uh, from yeah. there, yeah, we've had a lot of changes dude. So thank you, man, for, for uh, putting me in the group and letting me into all this. Uh, you didn't have to, and you did, and it's awesome. So thank you, too, bud. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, – I've – you know, J- our producer, Josh, just was looking for help for the podcast because he started it way back earlier this year, and uh, he couldn't do it. And I was like – I saw the opportunity. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hop in, and I'm just going to be like – but I can't do it alone because he does it alone on the original podcast way yeah. back. And I was like, well, you can do it alone, but just you need a group of people to talk about this. And I mm-hmm. made a post in the Facebook group back in the day. And it, yeah, like Wade said, we picked up a lot of people and it eventually whittled down to just, th- you know, three of us. And we started with that. And sure, I hosted for a while and then switched to Wade hosting. And now we're coming into a new transition here in the After Live legacy here with Sarah taking over from Wade and it's actually proper since Roxy and Doreen are doing the next part of Claire live. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be awesome. Looking forward to it for sure. And uh, I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, I look forward to this every week. I love planning for it. And uh, like I said earlier, um, Sarah, you specifically, if we didn't do go get that rose together for real, I would, there would be a part of me missing. Um, I, I look Aww. forward to that each and every week. Um, there's been a couple episodes that you've not been able to be on, which is understandable. I'm sure there'll be some I'm not going to be able to be on, but I've I've missed you those weeks. Um, and I've and I've told you this off air before about uh, how I view you. You know, you're about the same age as my oldest niece, and um, she lives in Texas uh, and has a little girl, my great niece Cassidy. Um, and I I love her so much, and I don't get to see her or talk to her very much. And you're about her age, and a lot of my my uh, my feelings as far as uh, that that uncle kind of uh, talking to her and, and messing with her, picking on her a, a little bit. Which in your case, I pick on you a lot. Uh, it's because I yeah. like you. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's kind of, I kind of, I kind of have those uncle feelings toward you, regardless of how you feel about me. You could think I'm a creep. I don't know. And I don't care. I think highly and fondly of you. Um, so thank fuck that we've got go get that rose to do, because if I didn't, 
if I didn't have at least some interaction and recording with you, uh, it would really suck. We've got great chemistry and I just have a blast with you. And I've got, I I can't wait to listen to you here because I mean, I get to listen to you host, go get that rose every week. So I know what you're capable of. And I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to hearing you do your thing here and, and Mike and Sean with you and it's going to be awesome. So I'm really, I'm proud of, of you specifically, happy for you specifically. And I'm proud of all of us here at Mark with a movie blog. We're, we're, we got some good stuff going on here. That was so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, um, thank you very much. Like that was really sweet. Um, When you and Josh first kind of approached me to kind of take over as host, um, I did not think that was the question that was coming. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was, you guys are talking about how you guys are going to do the, not the spinoff, but like you guys are going to do SEN. And I was like, okay, cool like didn't really know it was coming and then you guys were like oh you wouldn't we want you to be the host and I was like oh (laughs) okay and I instantly said yes without thinking about it and um because I knew if I thought about it more like the doubts and my fears and me being anxious about everything would have turned me to say no but I knew like it was something that I need to overcome my fears about whatever you know I have um but I'm really excited to do this I love Collider and Collider Live and I did not think me uh, responding to a Facebook post a couple months ago would end up here but here we are and I'm super excited about it and um, I don't know I'm excited for this journey and those words are really sweet and I'm excited I'm gonna miss um, Kaylin because we don't really do anything right now besides this but you know that might be in the works so (laughs) Um, but yeah um I just want to say thank you to Jay and for Josh for believing in me <laughs> to do this. And um, I'm super excited that we have two female hosts on Collider Live now. So it's not going to be weird to have a female host of After Live. So there we go. <laughs> New era, baby. <laughs> yep. Looking forward to it. Aylin, do you have anything you'd like to say? Um, not without crying. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That's why she doesn't like toast. <laughs> Nobody likes speeches. <laughs> oh my god, this is emotional. It is. So I didn't even respond to that Facebook post. I liked it. And then Mike sent me a message saying <laughs> I didn't really? Yes, I didn't respond to it. I liked That's it. That's so funny. <laughs> And then he's like, you want to come on? And I was like, well, I'm, like, pregnant and, you know, that's going to take up, you know, some time or whatever. He's like, that's cool. Everyone has a life. Things happen. Come on. You want to try? And I did. And I'm really glad I did. And then I'm glad that they all, I'm glad that they decided to bring on both of us and um, Mm -hmm, it's, it's been really great. It's been a weird little evolution of a show. So, oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. I'm really, really excited. I'm excited for me and Wade doing SE and Afterlife, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited for y'all as well. Um, because despite the fact that SE and Afterlife or SE and Live is a brand new show, I feel like we have a better idea of what that's going to look like. Um, just because Christian's essentially moving his show over yeah. there, and very exciting for you guys here at Afterlife to you know. You, like Kaylin said, we're gonna we're gonna be there on SEN Afterlife for the for the start of Christian's new journey, which is gonna be a lot of the same, which is fine and great. 
but yeah, for you guys, it's going to be interesting because you get to you get to learn the ropes and get your footing along with the new Afterlife crew, mm-hmm. and that's going to be really fun for you guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And on that note, guys, uh, we ran a little bit long, but that is okay because uh, we love y'all. So we have no issue sticking around a few extra minutes and getting to what we need to get to. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that was a hell of a last episode for us, Kalen. Um, and uh, especially with Roka being on, huge thanks to John. Um, our first guest on SEN Live next week will be Kevin Smets. Um, and the first guest, oh yeah, the first guest next week here on After Live will be, who do you got coming on, Sarah? Emma Fife, baby. Emma Fife, baby, so that's going to be great, and, and it's, yeah, we're going to be recording both shows at the same exact time, so that's going to be cool, you know, I'm going to be over there, you know, recording SEN After Live, like, yeah, I wonder what they're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, what are they doing over there? <laughs> and and then and then reference back to the little tease. Uh, we'll see what happens in the future. But um, but yeah, everybody, be sure and uh, keep keep listening to not just Collider Live, uh, but listen to Sen Live also. And then here, listen to both our shows. Um, we got uh-huh. you covered on all fronts. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, again, I love you guys, Mike and Sarah. Um, we will definitely, uh, we will definitely be talking on a regular basis. But uh, this is it for Kaylin and I, and for tonight's show, that is it. Um, Kaylin, where can they find you on the social media? They can find me on the Twitter at Kro seven one five. That's K A L Y N R O S E seven. And Mike, where can they find you? You can find me on social media at Mike Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram. And also, besides Afterlife, I do another podcast with Sean, which is a Power Rangers podcast called Into the Grid. And we talk about Power Rangers. And if you want to follow that, go at in, go Into the Grid on Twitter. And we're on Anchor. So just give it a listen if you're into, into Power Rangers. Excellent. And Mrs. Sarah. I, I I keep wanting to say Miss Sarah, but you're married, so I got to be Mrs. Sarah. Sarah. It's fine. Miss Sarah, where can they find Ms. you Sarah. at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SCBOX. So that's S-S, oh, goodness, S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. Um, you can also find me and Jay on the Go Get That Rose podcast, talking about Bachelor, which comes back in January, but we're just talking about whatever at this point. So it's a lot of fun. And um, come back next week and listen to the show. <laughs> it's going to be fun, I promise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and uh, you can find this show as well as, like Sarah just said, Go Get That Rose and Talking Schmodown, SEN Afterlife starting next week, The Mandalorian Revo- Review starting here pretty soon, Talking Schmodown, as always, from Josh, our producer and owner of Merc with the Movie Blog, uh, you can find all these shows on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on Anchor as well as your other podcasting platforms. Follow Merc with the Movie blog on Twitter at MovieBlogMerc or go online too and uh, you can find some other stuff there, MercWithTheMovieBlog.com. If you care to, you can follow me on the Twitter at JWade1134. That is the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. 
Uh, hell's bells, everybody. It's been a, it's been a fun phase. Be safe and have a great week. Oh.